Why are you living your life as if the purpose of it was to arrive safely at death? What is the point of a life like that? There is no happiness, there is no growth, there is no challenge, there is no fulfillment in that. Let me tell you something, we have enough piddlers of the possible. It's time to go beyond, it's time to do more. Do not accept living your life from birth to death. Do something more. Be something more. Become something more. Give your life meaning by determining that you are going to push through and not let anything stop you from accomplishing your dream. Determination, determination, my friends, is what takes you out of a life of mediocrity and brings you into a life of success and a life of possibility and a life that is working. Tired of life just happening to you? Sick of your daily routine and want to experience real progress? Tired of cheap hacks and skeptical about anyone trying to give you their 10 cent motivation? Welcome to the ABCs for Purposeful Living Podcast. The place that takes the bedrock foundational principles of success and breaks them up into smaller rocks that you can take and use for your own construction. As you build the life of your dreams the way that you want it. Stop living by default. Get busy designing. Let the podcast begin. David Thermer is an award-winning transformational life coach, leadership expert, and speaker. He's worked with over 100,000 people across 34 countries for the past 10 years, helping them to experience major change in their lives and to implement habits and rituals to ensure that the progress is lasting. Through his immersive seminars, live events, and coaching retreats, he makes you shake down your life, beliefs, and habits to their foundations in order to help you build a more intentional and powerful future. It's these foundations that he is bringing to you week by week in these podcasts, with the goal of helping you, wherever you may be, to get a hold of your life and turn it into something amazing. Welcome to the ABCs of Purposeful Living Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the ABCs for Purposeful Living. My name is David Thurmer and I'm so happy to have you with me here today as we dive into the success principles which you can use to build the life of your dreams upon. This week we are going to be focusing on D for determination. Now what do I mean by determination? In this talk, I want to spend some time addressing your life of success and helping you expose one of the biggest lies that you have been told nowadays in our modern day society. And we want you to unlearn 
this lie in order that you can find success. Because if you hold on to this lie, regardless of the truth that it is based upon, you will only sabotage your success. And so I want to begin by apologizing in advance to anyone who I might offend listening to this podcast today. Like I said in the introduction, I am under no illusions that any one of my podcasts are going to be acceptable for every person or is going to benefit every person. But I ask that you please hear me out. I ask that you go all the way through this podcast and then make your own decision on it. Because in this podcast, I want to address the ridiculous notion of our culture to not want to put in the hard work that it success takes and instead to let things go when they don't seem to be working without holding on or fighting through. One of the biggest things that our culture teaches us today that if it is meant to be for you, it will come to you. All you have to do is focus on being. Just be. And when you just be, everything that you need will come to you. Success will automatically come to you. Opportunities will automatically come to you. Finances will automatically come to you. And everything that was supposed to happen will happen. You don't have to put in any of the work. Well, I apologize in advance to all of you who might be hearing this, but that attitude is complete and utter horse crap. I am sorry. But if that is your attitude, the only thing that will come to your life is mediocrity. I'll say it again. The only thing that will come into your life is mediocrity because that does not equal success. Success, it does not come to you by you sitting around and doing nothing. No, success requires action on your part. Success requires determination on your part. Success requires endurance on your part. Success requires discipline on your part. Success requires fighting through on your part. Success requires putting in the difficulty and pushing through. And the only thing that will come into your life is mediocrity. Where did we get this notion from? When did our culture start swallowing these lies? Well, like I said, um, uh, this lie is based on actual truth, on actual reality. There is a beautiful science called the Law of Attraction. And what the Law of Attraction states is that as you are following a specific path, as you are working towards your dreams, and as you are envisioning what you want your future to look like, as you are visualizing what you want to get, these things start coming to you. Now, if you read the fine print of the Law of Attraction, what it expects and what it assumes is that you are on a journey of success, that you are following through on a certain path. And as you are putting in the work, as you are putting in the required yards, as you are pushing towards it, then things will start coming to you. However, we have taken this to the opposite extreme in our modern-day culture and in our modern-day society. Modern-day society and modern-day culture says, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, just sit, just be, just live your little life. And as you're doing, all you have to do is visualize. All you have to do 
is think. All you have to do is manifest and then everything will start coming into your life. And then we wonder why there are so many people living little mediocre lives, always hoping, but never getting, always visualizing, but never reaching, always determining, but never achieving. Because all your intentions, all your hopes, all your dreams do nothing if there is no fight behind them, if there is no endurance behind them, if there is no determination that I am going to push through on this even if it cost me my life. Why is it so important to get this? Because you will always remain in mediocrity if you do not start heading in the direction of your dreams. Does the power of attraction work? Oh yes. Does the law of attraction work? Oh yes. But it comes to you as you are moving in the direction of your goals and in the direction of your hope. Success comes to those who are chasing after it. Opportunity comes for to those who are working for it. If you are not working for it, if you're not pushing for it, and if you don't decide to take the good thing that life has put into your lap and push through, if you don't put in the hard work to find success, then you will not achieve anything. You will not accomplish anything. You will always be in your particular place, in your own particular life, looking at everyone else in this world and saying, why do they have it better than me? Why are there people more successful than me? Why are there people who have more money than me? Why are there people who are fitter than me? This world is rigged in their favor. You start believing your own victimhood. You start accepting your own victimhood because you are not willing to do the hard work. You are not willing to determine. You are not willing to do. You are not willing to endure. Now, I don't think all of this is your fault at all, because most of us are unaware of this, because our culture has been lying to us. People who have misunderstood the concept of reality have been peddling this lie. How has it gotten so widespread? Because this is something that is being promoted widely and vastly by life coaches, by self-help gurus, by Instagram influencers and Facebook influencers, not out of any malice of their own, but from a lack of proper understanding. Without taking the time to properly understand a concept, and without taking the time to properly test a concept, and without taking time to practically exercise a concept, you can walk away with the wrong conclusion. And then you end up sharing the wrong conclusion. And other people take that wrong conclusion and spread it further. And this is how false truths and lies are propagated. And so I want to say it right off the bat right now. If you are currently just visualizing, and if you are currently just hoping, and if you're currently just waiting for the life of your dreams to fall into your lap, guess what? It's not. Coming. The only thing that's going to come your way is disappointment. So, listen on to the rest of this podcast and find out how you 
can determine to fight through and to fight for your dreams and to walk down that pathway pushing hard for what you want because when you do that then these things start coming towards you then opportunities start landing in your lap then the vistas of possibility open up because you are heading in that particular direction when you have something good in your life be it uh, a career be it a, a talent be it a skill be it a relationship just sitting on it is only going to bring it to destruction you have to work on it nothing that is ignored ever is cultivated I'll say it again, nothing ignored is ever cultivated. Cultivation of anything, be it a talent, be it a relationship, be it a career, be it a dream or a goal, it has to be cultivated. Your focus has to go into it. And when your focus goes into it, you have to fight through, through doing the hard work. Don't force it. Once again, that is horseshit. You need to push through. You need to fight through. You gotta fight through intelligently. You gotta know your plan, which is why I am bringing this up down the line. I've already talked to you about belief. I've already talked to you about awareness. I've already talked to you about capacity versus capability, about smart planning for your success. But once you've done all these things, you need the determination to push through. You need the determination to do the hard work, to fight till you get your dreams, because no one will experience success who does not want to fight for it. Those who do not fight through will never experience big success. You might accomplish small things here and there, but the sad result of not pushing through, as I said, is mediocrity. And nobody wants that. We have enough peddlers of the possible. We need people to break barriers and push through in order to discover new horizons and new possibilities. At 99 degrees, the water is hot, but it is not boiling yet. At 100 degrees, it boils and produces steam, and that steam can be used to power some of the biggest, most powerful machinery around the world. Just one degree. One extra degree makes all the difference, and that one extra degree of effort in business and in life is what separates the good from the great. It's what separates people who are just doing decently and people who are doing well to the people who are doing excellent. You look at the athletes around the world. It is those who are determined and those who put in the work and those who put their mind and saying, I am going to fight through this come hell or high water. They are the ones that end up winning the big awards. They are the ones that end up going through and succeeding in big ways. They are the ones that end up winning the medals even by fractions of a second because they are determined to do so. Michael Phelps, who is known as the greatest Olympian of all time, who holds innumerable records, one of the most famous of which was the eight golds in a single Olympics he won in Beijing in 2008. However, he almost didn't get that. In the 200 meter butterfly final, which was his sixth gold medal, his goggles filled up with water virtually from the start, which meant that he was swimming blind for the last 75 meters of that race. 
he could not see a thing. He was swimming by swim count alone. He was counting every stroke. He knew approximately the number of strokes it would take him to complete the 25 to 50 meters, and so he was just counting and swimming through. And he not only won that race, but he won it by a world record. And once he was finished, he looked up at the clock, saw that he had won, and let out an incredible roar. And when he was interviewed later, he said, I had water in my glasses, I could not see, I was just swimming through, but the entire time I was telling myself, nobody is taking this from me, nobody is taking this from me, nobody is taking this from me, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Determination pushed him through all the adversity until he had succeeded. His seventh gold medal, which was the 100-meter butterfly final, he admitted to his coach before the race that he was feeling exhausted and had nothing left. And towards the end of the race, it seemed like he had nothing left. With 35 meters left towards the finish line, Phelps was behind his opponent. But surprisingly, he went on to win by one one-hundredth of a second. By one one-hundredth of a second his finger touched first. In fact, they spent almost two hours reviewing all the footage, looking at all the photographs, checking it from every possible angle to determine that, in fact, he was the winner by one one-hundredth of a second. And when they told him, he said, I knew it. I knew that I was going to win. Because, he said, at the last 50 meters, all I did was tell myself, with every stroke. My hand's gonna get on the wall first. My hand's gonna get on the walls first. My hand is gonna get on the wall first. My hand is gonna get on the wall first. And his hand did get on the wall first by one one-hundredth of a second. Pushed through all adversity because he determined that nothing is going to take this from me. But that determination did not start that day in the pool. That determination started years and years and years before that from the age of 11 when he put in five consecutive years of training with his coach without taking any time off without taking any breaks without stopping in his grueling routines because he had the determination i am going to be the best in this world and when i am in the best in this world i am going to do things that no one else has done and i am going to prove to everyone that i am the champion visualization he said that every single day i stopped and thought about myself with the medals around my neck and then i jumped in the pool and i swam until the day that i got those medals visualization is not enough sitting in your bed and thinking of medals is not going to get you out of bed into the pool and winning medals you have to put in the hard work and then these things come to you get out and start pursuing your dreams and when you do and when you start on the path towards your dreams you will face difficulty you will face obstacles you will face people who come down at you and say this you can't do it you can't do it this can't be done you can't be done you will face obstacles that is when determination kicks in and that determination will push you through 
a little bit further, a little bit harder, a little bit stronger, for a little bit longer. And when you do that, that is when you experience success. All winners are people who have just pushed a little bit harder and tried for a little bit longer. If you don't quit and you're pushing through in the right way, you will succeed. You need to know whether you're doing the right thing and if you're investing yourself in the right purposes, which is why, like I said, we already went through awareness, we went through belief, and we went through capacity versus capability. But now that you've gotten all that sorted, now it's time to determine. Now it is time to push through. And if you look across the world at everyone who is successful, you will know that there are people who have determined to succeed. I love sports. And I love looking at sports stories. And I love studying the lives of famous athletes who have won many different things. And it is always those who push just a little bit harder and try for just a little bit longer that succeed. And I'm not the only person listening to this podcast who likes sports. I'm sure a lot of you enjoy sports as well. Sports is a very popular pastime and has been for thousands of years. And the reason why we like sports is that it brings out our very basic hunter-gatherer instincts. It gives us a single-minded focus and enhances our need for survival. Winning and losing is clearly outlined, and this simplifies the task and allows our brains to access our most basic setting, which is our survival gene. It's the fight or flight. It's the kill or be killed. Do this or fail. Which is why we like sports, because it narrows down everything that we do into this particular thing. And let me tell you, the survival gene in every human is so strong. Humans are capable of almost anything when their lives are on the line. If you ever saw the movie 127 Hours, the true story about the rock climber who got his arm wedged between a cliff face and a falling rock, you will know that after 127 hours of being on the verge of death, his survival instinct kicked in. And apologies to the listeners who might find this a little bit graphic, but he actually went and cut off his own arm in order to survive because his survival gene was that strong. The survival instinct in every human is the deepest one of all and when it is sufficiently tapped into it can push you through to victory. Determination is basically that. Finding a way to tap into your survival gene because when you tap into your survival gene there is no limit to how far you can go there is no limit to how far you will push yourself in order to succeed what you need to do in order to reach because if you want life to work for you you have to push you have to perform you have to act like your life depends on it there was a very interesting inspirational story that I read some time back about this person who went to his guru and he said I I want to succeed I really want to succeed but no matter what I do I just don't seem to have success I think about it and I want it and I do what I can for it but somehow I just never seem to be able to get there his guru said why don't you come down to the beach and so he brought him down to the beach and they went for a walk 
and so they walked into the water together. And when they walked into the water together, the guru put his hand around the man's neck and thrust him underneath the water, held him there for a few seconds, pulled him out again, and shoved him back underneath. Did this multiple times until the man, his lungs burning, desperate for air, began fighting, began thrashing, began doing everything he could to force himself back up to the surface. When he did, his guru looked at him and said, that's success for you. When you want to succeed as much as you want to breathe, then you will be successful because you have to determine as if your life depended on it and fight through it. You have to tap into the survival gene to bring you the determination that you need to push through to victory. And there's a very interesting theory on this. It's called the theory of compensation. Around the turn of the 20th century, psychologist Alfred Adler proposed the counterintuitive theory of compensation. He believed that what we think of as disadvantages could often prove to be advantages because they force us to cultivate compensatory attitudes and abilities that would probably have lain dormant or gone undiscovered without them. It is as we compensate for those perceived disadvantages that we often discover our greatest giving. I want to tell you a very random fact. Because, I, you know me, I like sharing random facts every once in a while. My head is always filled with random facts. I don't know why I remember so much random nonsense, but I do. I mean, I can remember how fast a cheetah runs. I can remember how long a giraffe's tongue is. I know the gestation period of elephants. But sometimes I can't even remember what I'm supposed to do next. Do you ever have this problem? I don't know. I do. But sometimes the random facts that I remember, they serve valuable purposes. And here is one of those times where I feel that this random fact does serve a purpose. You want to hear it? The brains of wild animals are 15 to 30% larger than their domesticated counterparts. I'm going to say it again. The brains of wild animals are 15 to 30% larger than their domesticated counterparts. Why? Let me explain. In my house, we have two dogs, a golden retriever named Bella and a Lahasa Apso named Chucky. And I will tell you from my experience that they are the sweetest animals in the world, but probably the dumbest. If you don't feed them, they don't eat. You have to go and put the food in their bowl and then you have to call them and then when they come they see the food in their bowl they dive into it and it's let me tell you it's the greatest 45 seconds of their day and then that's it. That's all they have to do. Just show up and be fed. But a wild animal has to forage for food. A wild animal has to fight for food. The only time one of my dogs have to fight for their food is if the food gets stuck under the table and they can't reach it and it goes crazy as if it's been deprived. But wild animals, they have to fight for their food. They have to stalk 
their prey. They have to hunt it, and once they hunt it, they have to fight other animals from getting it as well. And because of that, wild animals are stronger and smarter because it is harder for them. This is what's known as compensation theory. When things are harder, then you become smarter. You become fitter. You become more intelligent. Facing adversity in your life and pushing through it is what makes you more successful than your other average counterparts. This is why you can look at some people and you say, wow, look at them. They're so successful. They've just been lucky. If there's one word you need to drop from your vocabulary, it's the word luck. Because it doesn't exist. Luck is something that comes to the people who do the work. People who work hard. People who seize opportunities around them. People who work in investing in themselves, investing in their skills, in finding ways to do things that no one else does and, and determining that when they get something they're not going to let go of it, they're going to fight through it, they're going to follow through it. Those are the people that find success. And so if you want to start experiencing success, I would like to tell you, start afflicting yourself, start making yourself uncomfortable, start putting yourself in situations that you don't naturally feel comfortable in, that take you outside your comfort zone, because what you'll start doing is then you'll start adapting and finding solutions, because the more challenges that you face, the more adversity that you face, the more you adapt, the deeper your survival gene kicks in, the more you start living like as if it's fight or flight. And when you bring that survival gene and that thinking into your business and into any area of life that you want, that is when you start experiencing success. Because the survival gene will mean that you do anything in order to survive. Use the theory of compensation. Don't be like a domesticated animal that has to have everything delivered to you because that's not going to happen. The day someone stops feeding you, you will starve. I worry for the day that anything happens to my dogs because they don't know. If they ever ran away from home, they don't know how to survive on their own. If they were ever turned out into the forests, they would die in a few days. But the wild animals that live there can survive anything. Humans are not only the most survival-oriented species on this planet, we are also the most adaptable species on this planet. We've been through so many catastrophes, we've been through so many things that would go wrong. We have faced countless oppositions, and yet we have survived, and not just survived, we have thrived because of our determination, because of our fighting through, because of our finding a way to survive and not just survive but to thrive as well and one great example of that is this brilliant story that I've told many many times in my seminars but I love doing bringing it up it's the story of a man named Honda the person who founded the Honda Industries 
1938, when he was at school, Mr. Honda took everything that he owned and began working on a special piston ring that he could sell to Toyota. And he labored day and night to create this, often sleeping in his workshop. Running out of money, he went and sold his wife's jewelry so that he could stay in business. When he finally developed the piston ring, he presented it to Toyota and they told him that it was not at the level of their standards. So he was sent back to school for two more years to improve the design. After this, Toyota gave him a contract. And then the Second World War began, and he couldn't get the concrete to build his factory and mass-produce his new design. So then he went and invented a new type of concrete to build the factory. The factory was set up, and production began running. But then his factory was bombed twice, and he had to rebuild it. But when the bombs dropped, he and his teams picked up the empty shells and called them gifts because they provided him with the raw materials for his manufacturing process. Finally, an earthquake destroyed his factory, and he had to sell the operations to Toyota. After the war, a terrible gasoline shortage hit Japan, and Honda couldn't even drive his car to get food for his family. So then, being a very ingenious person, and when I say ingenious person, I mean a regular human being who has tapped into their survival gene, and who is looking for ways to make the best out of every circumstance and to use adaptability. He attached a small motor to his bike to help him get around. Many people asked him to make one so they also could have a motorized bike. So many asked him that he actually wanted to open up a factory and make them, but he didn't have any capital. So he wrote a personal letter to all the 18,000 bicycle shops in Japan and told them of his new invention. Can you imagine writing 18,000 letters by hand? He convinced 5,000 of them to give him the capital that he needed to build his factory. After modifying the motor, it became an overnight success, which earned him the Emperor's reward. And Honda today employs 100,000 people all over the world. All because Honda set his sights on the goal and refused to be dissuaded from it, refused to let the obstacles that came up in his way determine them. He had the courage to fight through. He tapped into his survival gene, using the theory of compensation, seeing what are the difficulties and disadvantages, how can I use them for my benefit. You need to become single-minded about your goals and do whatever you can to fight to succeed. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your dream is. I know that your dreams are as varied as you are. They're unique to you. But let me tell you, it is your determination that is going to make you succeed. I don't care who else around you is pursuing the same dreams. I don't care how many other people there are in your age range, in your field. You can still carve a niche out for yourself. You can still succeed. You can still be overwhelmingly successful in your own way if you are willing to work just a little bit harder if you are willing to push just a little bit further, if you are willing to do what the other people don't want to do. 
because it is not the size of the dog in the fight. It is about the size of the fight in the dog. I love that quote. It is not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Growing up in India where there were stray dogs aplenty, you saw this happen so often. Sometimes the smallest dog could chase away the biggest one because while the big one had no stomach for a fight, the little one was willing to die in order to succeed. You see this played across sports so many times. So many times the fancied team, the team that is overwhelming favorites, loses in spectacular fashion to the small, insignificant team that nobody thought would win. In fact, we have a term for them in sports. We call them underdogs, and boy, do we love underdog stories. Why do underdogs succeed? Why do smaller, unfancied teams who have everything stacked against them, why do they go on to win? Why do the Davids conquer the Goliaths of this world? Determination. They fight harder. They fight stronger. They do whatever they can to succeed. And that is why the famous quote which was said by Tim Notke, who was a high school basketball coach in the U.S., when he said this, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's very easy to become secluded when you know that you're good at something. But hard work will always beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. You have to fight through. Success is determined in the small moments if you are fighting and do not want to give up. You have to push through. You have to determine that I am going to fight for this even if it costs me my life. Because as the very famous quote says, success is like wrestling with a gorilla. You don't stop when you're tired. You stop when the gorilla is tired. If you stop when you're tired, the gorilla will kill you. You only stop when the gorilla is tired. You only stop when you succeed. You only stop when you reach your goal. So you have to fight through. You have to make the determined decision and say, this goal means everything to me. I have done all I can to fight in the right way. I have done my research. I am aware of the situation. I'm aware of both the flaws in myself and in the flaws in this thing. And I've done my best to overcome them. I know my current capacity and I'm working up towards it. I know where I can go and I've put an educated plan in place and I'm working through that plan. But now I am going to fight and I'm going to fight through even if it kills me. Even if it kills me, I'm going to fight through. Then you tap into your survival gene. Then you tap into that power that'll push you through and push you through mightily because you are refusing to give up, you are refusing to stand down, you are refusing to be shaken. You are a fighter and you will fight until you succeed. And let me tell you something. Often the darkest hour 
is just before dawn. Often, victory is the closest when you are the most exhausted. Sir Winston Churchill, who is Prime Minister of Great Britain through their darkest hour, who led the brave defense of England against Nazi Germany, said this in one of his incredible motivating talks to his nation. He said, when you feel you cannot continue in your position for another minute, and all that is in human power is done, it is at that moment that your enemy is the most exhausted, and just one step forward will give you the fruits of the struggle that you have borne. At the moment that you are most exhausted, at the moment that you are the most tired at the moment where you are at the end of your rope guess what your opponent is at the end of his rope as well he is also the most exhausted and hanging on for one minute more hanging on for just a little bit longer will get you through as Justin Gaethje who the underdog who won his mixed martial arts fight this weekend against a much stronger, a much more versatile, unbeaten opponent in Tony Ferguson said. He says, I am under no illusions about my strengths. I know that if I get hit hard, I can go down. I know if I underestimate his strategy at any moment, I can lose. I know that I get tired. I know that my muscles hurt. I know that I bleed. I know that I get injured. I know that I am human, but then I also know that I am fighting other humans, and they are as tired as I am, they are exhausted as I am, and it's all about who flinches first. You need to determine that you're going to be willing to die for it. As Justin Cage said, I was willing to go out, out of there on a stretcher, and I told my coach, I said, don't pull me out of there. I'm willing to go into there and die. You have to determine what you are willing to die for. You have to determine that what you're after is so important to you that you would rather die than give up. Quit living as if the purpose of your life was to arrive safely at death. You don't die when your heart stops beating. You die when your heart stops skipping a beat in pursuit of the dream that you have in your heart. But let me tell you something. When you have a dream and you're willing to fight to the death for it, you will make history. People who have dreams and are willing to fight to the death for it, those people make history. Those people change the world and those people are remembered long after they're dead and gone. It doesn't matter how small you are or how disadvantaged you may be. Remember the theory of compensation tap into your survival gene. Fight through and you will go on to change this world. It's your life at the end of the day. You are the one responsible for it. You are the one who determines what happens to you or doesn't happen to you. If you want to live a life of mediocrity, if you want to live a life of minimal success, that's on you. No one is going to keep you from that. But if you want to succeed, if you want success, if you want your life to have meaning and worth and purpose, if you want to be remembered, if you want to be someone who has changed this world, then it's time to turn up the heat. 
to get what you never had before, you must do what you've never done before. The only thing that stands between you and what you want in life is the will to try it. You can't stop. You can't give up. It's always too early to quit. The best things in life come on to those who hang on and refuse to quit. Determine to fight. Determine to push through. Determine to succeed. In the year 1939, Finland was a huge underdog in the winter battle of World War II. The Soviet army was three times larger, with 30 times as many aircrafts and a hundred times as many tanks. Everyone expected the battle for Finland to be over in a matter of days. But the Finnish troops held their ground. They fought like tigers. And just a few months later, drove the Soviet army back, a feat that no other country had managed. Why were they able to do that? Because of a code that the Finns had. They called it Sisu. Sisu, to the Finns, meant bravado and bravery, ferocity and tenacity. As in 1940, uh, an article in Time magazine said that the Finns have something called Sisu, which is the ability to keep fighting after most people would have quit, and fighting with the will to win. A typical Finn is an obstinate sort of fellow who believes in getting the best out of bad fortune by proving that he can stand worse. Fighting through, knowing that just holding on a little bit longer will bring the victory. My grandfather, who fought in World War II, who was part of the French resistance, who was there on D-Day, told me this story. He said that amongst the people of the French resistance, they had a saying amongst themselves. Is there yet another bullet in your gun? Is there yet another breath in your lungs? Then you're not dead. Fight on. I'll say it again. Is there yet another bullet in your gun? Is there yet another breath in your lungs? Then you're not dead. Fight on. This is not over. Adversity does not have to be the end of you. You can get to your dreams. You can get to where you want to go. You can experience the life that you have designed for yourself. You can experience the life that you have been designed for. You can experience the fulfillment of your dreams and the success that you're after if you get off your bum and stop waiting and start doing. And when you start doing and when things start coming towards you, you start fighting for them. You refuse to let go. You refuse to back down. Fight intelligently. Fight awarely. Fight knowing your limitations and trying to overcome them. But once you have determined that this particular battle is for you, and once you've determined that you've done everything in your power, don't back down. Don't 
give up the fight. Don't allow yourself to be dissuaded. Fight through. Determine that you are willing to go out on your shield in order to win this because it is that determination that will bring you the fulfillment of everything that you are shooting for. Is there yet another bullet in your gun? Is there yet another breath in your lungs? Then you're not dead. Fight on. I want to close with a beautiful poem written by Ralph Waldo Emerson called The Cork and the Whale. A little brown cork fell into the path of a whale who lashed it down with his angry tail. But in spite of the blows, it quickly arose and floated serenely before the whale's nose. Said the cork to the whale, you may flap and sputter and frown, but you can never, never keep me down. For I am made of the right stuff that's buoyant enough to float instead of drown. Every one of us is made of the right stuff to float instead of drown. Within all of us is the adaptability to be able to make the most of any of our circumstances. Within all of us is the survival gene which will do anything to survive and will not stop pushing till we succeed. Within each one of us is the ability to harness the theory of compensation, to use our disadvantages for our glory if we determine to fight, if we determine to succeed. And while we are holding on, while we are pushing, victory will come because the battle does not last forever. If you determine to succeed and push yourself further than anyone has pushed themselves before, if you determine to hold on a minute longer than others will hold on, victory will come. You will succeed and your name will be remembered. Is there yet another bullet in your gun? Is there yet another breath in your lungs? Then you're not dead. Fight on. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please do subscribe for more. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone else. Pass the help along. David is always eager to hear from you and would love to work with you in a more hands-on way. For more information, please visit our website at www.davidtheremer.com. That's www.davidtheremer.com.